Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And, of course, you are the man of the hour, as I just said. Um, a man who has depicted killing me various times in artwork, I believe, or even verbally, for that matter. But here he is, and um, I'm glad you're here, um, Azure. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I've been looking forward to this. We've been wanting to do it for a while, I think. Well, I have, at least. Yeah. I've always thought it'd be pretty fun. Of course, we, uh, my audience isn't exactly, they, they kind of know you, but not too, not fully though. So I'm glad you're here. You know, I have played a sound clip of you, um, various times on the program, you know, just randomly and, and people enjoyed it and I, and they never really asked for a backstory. And, but, <laughs> but actually there was one woman who was asking for the backstory. So I'm glad you're here and, I think you might know which, well, actually, I don't think you know which clip I'm referring to because, you know, you, you sort of talked about me wanting to, you know, kill me a bunch of times. <laughs> it's not the first time I've heard that, though. Not by you, by, but from others. Yep, yep. Um, I'm interested to to find out about what this clip is. I mean, I do 
catch uh, your show here and there, but uh, I don't, you, I don't you recall never right that, yeah. this minute which clip you mean. This one here, let me let me play this here for you. Michael Deacon knows how to hurt me. He pretends to be my friend behind the scene, but he's doxed me. He talks shit about me constantly. He tells me the things that the voices in my head used to tell me. That clip. Oh my god, I love it. Um, that was a good clip, by the way. I did, I did appreciate that one. Where, where, where is this from? Um, I think Michael? it might have been from a show you did with uh, MV, I think. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I spoke about you for quite a while on one of those. He's pulled those down <laughs> from YouTube, by the way. Um, Why? Uh, I don't know. I don't like talk to him. Um, like regularly, we just yeah. kind of would show up and do shows together. Um, I didn't really have a too much of a uh, relationship off the mic, maybe a little bit. But um, one thing I will correct myself about and say is, I don't believe you've ever doxed me, so I don't know why I said that. Um, I was about to say I don't think I've ever doxed you, though. Yeah, I think you and I both. Um, feel a similar way about doxing right we don't yeah do we don't shit. do that sort of thing yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah I, i've told Should people I? here not to do that sort of sort of thing and i've never doxed you or anyone for that matter yes and um um am i allowed to cuss but yeah you could show? yeah go ahead okay cool uh, i was just making sure um that's all good so so that clip um me saying that you pretended to be my friend uh that was quite that was quite a while ago now. Uh, a couple of years, maybe. That must two have been years a few or... years ago, yeah. Yeah, um, and um, I don't know if you know this, and you've said, you've said before that um, having a mental illness is not an excuse to be an asshole, which I totally agree with. And I do feel like I've grown a bit since that, since like two years ago. I've grown up a bit because of life. Um, I think it was and, a miscommunication, though. Well, um, I'll say this. Uh, me saying that you pretend to be my friend. I think that I sometimes have problems with um, keeping perspective with relationships, especially uh, a couple years ago. But, um, you know, sometimes you realize not, not everything's about you, you know, when you grow up a bit and you're like, well... You know, not everything's about me. Um, but you do have a, a, a way about you where I've had people tell me who listen to your show, they say that you do have a very sly um, and smooth way of clowning somebody, really? which is entertaining. It's entertaining when you listen to it. I never knew that. Done to you. <laughs> you don't do that. I don't do that. Oh, okay, well, um, that's my that's my perception. I like hearing I this, though. Tell me more. Well, no, I just think that you um, know how to put on a show, Michael. Well, it's like, true, um, I do. Yes, I'm guilty of that. Well, I mean, if a guest is okay, maybe, maybe tell me what I said is Go not ahead. totally um, correct. What I mean, what I mean to say is, I guess if you have a guest on or whoever you have on. You don't lie. You just tell them like it is. Like, you know what, man? You're fucking boring or something. Well, so, that's true, yes. Yeah, because... Yeah, and, um, you know, if somebody were a bit more sensitive, they might think, oh, he's being a dick and everything. Oh, yeah. But, I mean... Yeah, that's true. It, um, 
it's good for the ratings probably, but also like why not just tell the truth? Well, that's another thing. Yes, that's a that's what we try to do here on the show. And I think people often get confused because, you know, I do present the show in a very serious manner. But as you listen with the right set of ears, you you do you do sort of pick up on uh, a, a bit of a dry sense of humor, some sarcasm. You know, th- there's a lot going on, as you know, but we can, we keep it fun. We keep it interesting. And that's kind of what we want to do here and uh, be honest and truthful and you know, sometimes the truth hurts. It does indeed. It does indeed, especially when when um, somebody feels personally as if they as if something is a personal attack. Right. Um, yeah. And that's what that's I think that's what that's what I was telling you earlier here that it was a miscommunication. I think you were interpreting things the wrong way, um, and I think that's initially what sort of made you somewhat angry at me. Well, I mean, like, um, I do have, look, I do have problems. And like I said, we all do. Don't worry. Yeah, it's all good. But, um, and, um, sometimes things get to me. Other days, nothing gets to me. Um, but, uh, I think we're all human beings with feelings and we, uh, have our quirks. But I guess I have a tendency, um, anybody has a tendency to when they're having a conversation with a person. They're usually a little bit more polite than when the person's not around. It's like a bad habit that we humans have, I guess. Uh, I suppose it's two-faced and gossipy. I've definitely been getting more into the gossip side of things and the drama community. <laughs> and <laughs> Yes, yes, you have. Um, because, um, yeah, just, you know, um, I, I don't know how I found myself there, but I think it was because... I started doing, I started exploring some esoteric topics and everything, but I wanted to sort of step away from that because I felt like it was being spoken about by so many people that can do it so much better. And I just wanted, I want to do me and be me. You you didn't feel like you were being genuine in other words. Well, I've heard people say they're they're interested when I talk about philosophy and stuff, but the most fun I have is when I'm talking shit about people. I well, that, isn't that fun though? I, I I understand that though. Like I, I I totally get that. It is more fun. Yes, I mean it is fun. Um, but then again, you hurt people, and right. you might not always yeah. want to. You, you might not always want to think about the people you might be hurting because um, you feel like maybe they should toughen up and realize it's a joke, but uh, I don't know. It well, is- there is that, though. I With that, I do understand. There, there are plenty of emails, voicemails of people getting really angry with me, and you know they take it as a personal attack on them, even when I'm not directly talking to them, but they take it that way. Well, here's the thing, though. Um of course, you and I have had our differences in the past as well, um, but I think that um, you've got a particular sense of humor, and I don't think that it's um, I don't think that it's a, a sense of humor that most people have. I think that you can get quite dark, and um, that's that's just my opinion. And I mean, I think I can too. Yeah, and and I, um, I don't disagree. It's it's not for everybody. Um, but, and some people will look at you and say, what's wrong with you? That's not funny. Or, oh, you shouldn't have done this or shouldn't have done that. But the spirit of independence 
what's attached to the spirit of independence is people getting offended and um, you you allowing other people to have their say as well when you say something about them. And I think that's just what it all comes down to is that um, you don't seem to take too much personally. Not really. So when you say stuff about other people and they get offended, you probably just laugh. That's um, true. I do. I think it's funny. But not, yeah. not everyone shares the same sort of sense of humor that I do. And, you know, again, I said some things. You said some things. I guess I was out of line. You know, things of that nature, I guess it happens. And, you know, I wasn't exactly trying to really tear tear you down in any way. I was just, you know, we're just having fun. But I'm sure that could be interpreted as me trying to mentally um, just tear you apart. But that's not exactly the truth. I'm We're just having fun. Yeah, we both went at one another for a long time for on a, Gab, um... For a long time, yes. And um, there was a sick fascination within me with um, anything that you wrote and I replied with, and it was a cycle that was tough to break, and I knew it was bad and everything, <laughs> and I said some really horrible shit, and you did too, <laughs> so... That's why I said, I said some um, things, I guess I got out of, out of line. But no, no, but here's the thing, Michael, um... You might have said some things, okay, like listen to the voices and kill yourself or whatever like that. You said it to other people on the board um, too. But, you know, I also said, I also wrote things. Um, I told people to kill themselves? Well, I don't think you, you, uh, you told me to listen to the voices, I think, when I was having my... <laughs> wow. But, but look, man, like, I mean... That's pretty, that's pretty deep. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I've, I just, I just can't sit here and pretend like I haven't done that to other people in some way. So there's no way I can, I mean, what would be the point of, you know, um, it's kind of like dragging out old dirty laundry that, you know, is water under the bridge because you and I have a, a mutual friend who I guess brought us together. Isn't that crazy? What a small world. Yeah, and um, I guess, uh, do, do you and he talk a lot? And um, We we talk pretty often. He's like one of my closest friends in, in my whole life, by the way. Um, and he's he talks about you in passing quite a bit. And, oh, does he? Um, I didn't even know that. Uh, for those that don't know, you know, Azure here is from South Africa, and we sort of have been talking online and... His best friend or really good friend, I'm not sure exactly what he is to you, Azurite, but he's also someone who made the artwork here for for us, for those that yes, don't know. Yes, yes um, he, I, I would say he's my best friend. He's I a mean, good guy. I've got he's another, a good guy. Uh, yeah, he's a very, very good guy, <laughs> unlike me, but um, uh, he he tends to stay out of the drama. But anyway, um, I, I, I guess I invited into my life. But um, he, he, he's like my best friend. Um, I have one other friend who I was very, very close with for a long time, but we're not as good friends as we were. So I would say he's my best friend. Very cool. But I mean, um, I think he did a pretty, pretty neat job on the logo because I see it on your site and it really fits the mood of the show. 
you know? Yeah, he's done a great job. And Azare, you also have a podcast of your own for those that are also wondering, since we kept talking about it. And of course, you're still doing your show, correct? Every yes, now and I'm then. doing it exclusively on Patreon. And um, I do the... I do the odd live with friends. I'm going to start going live on YouTube um, a bit here and there. However, I don't feel like I have, I, I don't feel like I'm very experienced in going live myself. So it might be something where I crash and burn horribly, but I'm willing to take the risk and try, I guess. Um, but, uh, you know, I do a prepackaged show. And I do it exclusively on Patreon. I know you've got a Patreon series uh, that you've been working on. And um, that's, um, it's just patreon.com forward slash A-Z-Z-E-R-A-E. And uh, that's where I release all my shows. And I used to put out segments, but that caused some problems for some people who were recapping my show. They really, like, got their lives... um, affected you get by, sucked in yeah by having anything to do with me like anyone that has anything to do with me there's a funny little man out there who tries to ruin their lives that's true and, um, that's and that's I, I always i see it as fair game and it's fine when it's me but when it's people that i care about like my girlfriend or somebody else it's just uh your girlfriend yeah, that's when it becomes hard. Wait a minute. As um, we we can say his name if you want. I mean, I'm not afraid of him, but um, what we're talking about. I don't uh, mind. Yep. I don't mind. But, I mean, I just uh, I don't want to get any of the people that I'm in. Yeah, that, we, that are my friends right. and stuff and and sh- shit. Uh, I mean, look, I don't care, dude. Like, you you take you you talk about whatever you want. I'm I'm just here to, you know, answer your questions and whatever. So, um, he's been going after your girlfriend, in other words. Unfortunately, yes. Wow. Yes, he has. Trying to ruin her life, yes. And, wow. Um, I know. That's I know. not cool. Um, well, no, it's not cool at all. But, like, it seems that I just don't understand why nobody seems to hold me to account. They always attack people around me. I don't know if it's because I don't give a shit anymore. And it doesn't bother me, and they see me laugh, and they're like, okay, well, then I'll try and fuck with somebody he cares about. <laughs> well, that's what people what do, you-, do, you know, when they're very angry at you. They'll go after people that you know in order to get – or in order to obtain information on you or, you know, say bad things about you to try to get them to sort of see you in the most negative ways. I've I've had a lot of people do that to me. Yeah, you've probably had – it on a huge scale. Sure. I'm, I'm a real small fry man. Like, um, I'm try I'm doing my thing and I'm happy and everything, but I mean, you know, uh, any, any podcaster or anybody trying to do something along the lines of a podcast or anything like that, uh, only dreams of having an audience as large as you and some of the other guys. But, uh, you know, some things are just too niche and not for everybody. It's but, a blessing uh, and a curse, Azure. Why would it be a curse, uh, Michael? Well, lots of things go south, um, especially relationships with, with people. Are you talking about guests or personal relationships in your life? Both. It affects everything. 
I, I guess because you've got such a large roster of guests, um, some of them might take offense to some small comment you might make off the cuff. All Is the that time. What yeah, of course. People get upset. They don't want to return or they see something in the chat room they don't like. And uh, sometimes even like a, a girlfriend or for instance, you know, they see the other women in the chat room. They see how people act and, you know, that gets them uh, upset at you. And eventually that becomes a problem. I think I've heard you speak about that before, actually. It's uh, true, though. It's not, a, it's not a joke. It happens. I mean, it affects well, everything. Well, women do like you, Michael. You, we know this, right? Sure. You know this. Yeah, yeah. And um, they like your voice. And, you know, I think some people have seen some photos of you. And you're not like a fat slob or anything. I guess you take care of yourself. Um, so. That's true. <laughs> no. No wonder with having a following and everything that a woman would want to, you know, you get some groupies, I guess. Sure. But the thing is, once you have a girlfriend, they see all that and automatically it's like you're, you're flirting with X, Y, and Z, or you're, you're sleeping with so-and-so and it's ridiculous. It's, uh, first okay. of all, it, there's, see, there's a lot understand. of that. Oh, sorry. No, it's all, it's all good. It's all good. I'm just saying there, there's a lot of that. I didn't I didn't think of it that way. I mean, um yeah, you know, I think that um but I mean, you know, I do think you built for it because I've seen lots of shit like roll off your back, like really. But I mean, I don't know. I guess you're you're also a human being and sometimes you do get pissed about things. Um uh, but that's unfortunate that it's affected relationships with women or you know, whatever. Uh that's kind of sad. Um I guess that's the downside. It's the downside. It is, yeah. But with all the people you talk to, all the guests, um, and some of them, you know, they're a little bit out there. Oh, yeah. Their beliefs and whatever. And <laughs> oh, yes. So I guess some you, you sometimes get some really weird um, communications coming Oof. across your screen. You don't even know half of it, Mazare. <laughs> um, there's, there's a lot that goes on. There's so many things that go on and people don't understand, but yes, there's lots of people that leave voicemails, you know, want, you know, threatening me, wanting to kill me, people praising me, people telling me that I'm a piece of shit, that I'm a terrible ho, you know, the list goes on and on. It's pretty much split down the middle. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I remember I said some things on Belgab like that and you know, tried to take shots at you whether we were playing or not and we got a bit rough. But I think that any person who's, you know, creating, like, is trying to create their own show or whatever, it would be jealous of your success. But to hear you t- say what goes on behind the scenes, that does sound pretty overwhelming. And that's maybe why some people don't get given a shot at the big time is because they'd crack under the pressure. And... um <laughs> Yes, it's really sad, Azure. You know, I cry for hours hearing um, these men and women disparage me. It's really sad. Association with Mark Hideous. Like, are you guys good friends? Or- He's my boyfriend. 
Oh. No, I'm joking. He's not my he's not my boyfriend. <laughs> uh. I know somebody I know somebody that wants to be boyfriend. Really? Eventually. Who? K Dub. K Dub oh my lord. You know, he, he comes in here every now and then during a the live show and he's like, Poppy, Poppy. <laughs> I'm like, oh my yeah. god. Yeah, he likes you, Michael. He does. He does. He's a he's a good guy, though. He's funny. He has his own thing going on. He's he's a very unique individual, I must say. Yeah. How do you feel when dudes hit on you? Because I I, I guess I would assume you're straight, right? Of course. Oh, okay. As straight as you can be, you know. I'm down to do straight Pride Month, but that might that might uh get me canceled. <laughs> so, but, might be a hate crime. But how do you? How does it feel when you get hit on by guys? Because I've been hit on by guys. I mean, I was at a bar maybe a year ago, and I was in a I was in Palm Springs, by the way. And if you don't know where, oh, wow. you you know where Palm Springs is. You know about that. Yes, yes, yes. yes well, for those that don't know, there's a huge gay community out there, and I was at a casino out there, and you know I'm I'm at the bar. Well, first of all, let me let me preface this a little bit better. Um, I went out there to pick up my dad. You know, he was working late and he wanted me to meet him up there. And yeah, and he's like, I'm going to be running late. He's like, you should go get something to eat. And I said, no problem. Here's uh, I think it's called the spotlight, the spotlight 29 or some. Hold on. Let me let me look this up. The spotlight 29 casino. There we go. That's a Coachella, actually. And that's where I was. And, you know, I'm there in the bar drinking and. Everything is going, you know, honky dory. And next thing I know, the bartender says, "Hey, this guy, he's buying you a drink." And um, oh, shit. I look oh, over, shit. and it's like this guy, and you know, he's waving and gives me the whole thing. And uh, I say, "Bring it on, you know, give give me another drink." <laughs> I had no problem. Okay. So I got two drinks from that guy. <laughs> yeah, I didn't care. Free liquor. Yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah. What were you you drinking, by the way? I was drinking some sort of IPA, and the guy sent me a shot of, uh, I don't know what it was, but I I took it. uh, What is an IPA? An IPA? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you guys don't, you don't drink beer, do you? Oh, shit, no, I I love, I love beer. I mean, I don't drink anymore because I'm on fucking lots of meds and shit. Oh, okay. but, um, um, oh, it's beer. Okay. No, yeah, I love, it's just I love the, it's just a different kind of beer that's more, it, it's a bit more hoppy, I guess you can say. Okay. And it's pretty strong alcohol content or value. Oh, okay. Okay. Basically, uh, those what IPAs are, they're usually a bit stronger. Um, so, uh, I have a funny story actually about, I went to a gay bar with a bunch of friends the one night. We just went there. Um, I wasn't with my. I wasn't w- really with gay people. I think there was a cup, a couple of gay people with us. But yeah. a bunch of my friends and I went to a, a gay bar, and um, uh, the one girl that was with us in our group of friends, they were all like, "Oh, we want to go um, take." They they were all going to go to the bathroom. So I was like, I don't need to go to the bathroom. So I'm standing there at the at the at the bar, and um, this girl she 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 hands me a handbag, Ooh. and she leaves me standing there at the fucking bar holding a handbag while everybody goes to the bathroom. 
So I'm this straight guy standing in a gay bar holding a handbag. Oh, that's great. I was just like, fuck this shit. Anyway. But, um, yeah, I, uh, being in the arts, I've been around many K-dubs. Oh, well, of course. Of course, it's it's part of, you know, I'm in California. You know, we're going to run into a, a, they're going to run into gay and lesbian people. Yeah, I, I, um, I love everybody. Same I here. Yes, I don't discriminate. I don't any, yeah, I mean, yeah. We, what's the point? I mean, uh, I hear some people that get so fucking angry and everything about, I don't know, um, homosexuality or whatever, and I'm just like, I don't get it. Uh, okay, fine, be angry. <laughs> well, what's the big fucking deal? <laughs> some people, I, I, well, what it is though here in America, um, some people don't like like it being sort of put in their face so much and that's kind of what's been going on you know through the media oh yes yes sure sure yeah um so that that bothers people and i you know i get it but at at the end of the day you know we are all one blah 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 that sort of deal that's you know where i stand but you know people are going to get angry about all kinds of things well one thing I'll say, and this isn't, I, I, I don't want to attach this to the gay community no or the LGBTQTIA plus community, but I saw something absolutely revolting. One of the most disgusting things that like disturbed me to the core and made me think this really is the end of days because uh, somebody posted on my forum, one of my users on my forum, Laser, in the left wing thread, um, mm. something about People in Germany are marching because they want to be able to be sexually active with animals. Oh, my God. And there was this man with a dog. And that poor dog, it looked so traumatized. And he was kissing it on the mouth. I was just like, my God, man. I was like, I was like, no ways, dude. Like, I, I can't believe that we're still here. Like, and the world hasn't ended. This is absolutely revolting. And then there was some woman talking about trying to redefine um, minor attracted persons, maps or whatever. Um, and I was just like, the the whole the whole animal thing just revolted me. Yeah, it was just like the, I had like this the pain in my heart. I was just like, oh god. Yeah, that's disgusting. Bestiality <sighs> is beyond wrong. Dude, it's like, it's like, I just feel like it's like the end times are here when I see something like that. It just terrifies me to my core. I I just, I'm so revolted. I don't know what to do or say. It's so frightening for me, you know? It's, it's just frightens me, the shit out of me. I, I, I get that you probably hear all kinds of stuff, um, on your show. Well, not about bestiality, but. Yeah, that's pretty out there. I mean, you know, I, uh, Oh, that's, the, that's the world we live in though there's lots of um sick folks out there is that why in, is the end of days thing based on the title is that based on the way the world's going would you say well i don't exactly use that title to be honest Oh, okay. It's the Michael Deacon program. I just remember back when you know. When yeah, you the show re- was Yeah, you remember when I was doing the show with Daniel. Yes. Um. How are you guys still in touch? Or you know, he th- there was a few years where he was reaching out to me, and I wasn't really uh, responding to be honest. But uh, 
I think it must have been maybe a month or two ago, he, he reached out again. And this time I, you know, I talked to him a lot longer and uh, we sort of mended the fences in a way. Well, that's good to hear. Um, what was the problem? I mean, um, <sighs> yeah, you never I mean, heard the I... story, so. Sorry, what? I was, oh, I was just saying, you you never heard the story, but I, I've told this before. Uh, many moons back, though, um, I've explained this, but I, I could tell you. Okay, yeah, please. If you want to hear I'm, it, I'm but curious. yeah. Oh, okay. I am well, curious, yes, yes. Well, I mean, he he was getting really upset at me, uh, I guess because I was getting a lot of uh, accolades and... You know, people were inviting me to go to this place, that place, and he was feeling left out. Okay, okay. I know it sounds silly and it sounds, you know, like I'm putting myself over, but these are things that, you know, we he was telling me directly. That's how he was perceiving it and feeling at the time. And, you know, he'll, he'd probably tell you himself now. Um, But the thing is, what really took it to this sort of conclusion was well the ultimate conclusion for him was when uh, I went out to a conference you know he was really mad and and he seemed bothered that I had gone to this conference but you know I was there to promote the show and he was saying why haven't I why haven't I, I met him and why haven't I invited him to these conferences and I told him like these are public you know events anyone can show up I mean, you, you can show up anytime you want. No big deal, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he took great offense to that sort of thing. And he was upset about the show and the direction it was going. And, you know, he wanted to have like a, a gathering event like ICP. And like, oh, okay. I, I was telling him like, listen, we don't have we don't have that kind of audience. I mean, ICP has a huge following. Uh, a yeah. gathering or a meetup would not not end well for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he thought of it. He he perceived that as me just constantly shooting down his ideas. And the thing is, a lot of his ideas weren't really original ideas or concepts. He was getting a lot of these ideas from you know other shows and the Howard Stern show. And I, I just thought, you know, I remember that. I, I was trying that. to tell him, like, look, um, there's nothing wrong with being funny or or anything like that, but some of these ideas are just complete ripoffs of other shows, you know, and I try to politely tell him these things, and he wasn't having it, you know, he was pissed off, and he was saying, I, I hardly talk on my own show, and he, he was saying all these things, and it was quite, it was pretty evident that he didn't really care too much about the people that were being brought on the show, nor did he prepare or do anything that was that okay. was the major problem all right all right uh okay so um yeah i mean i've said it before i don't know i'm fe i'm i'm having deja vu but i've never come on your show right before no no you've never been here okay okay i'm having a strange sense of deja vu but anyway um no maybe um, in spirit I, I you've been here um sorry what oh i was saying maybe in spirit you've been here um, no, I, I, I don't know where I said it. Maybe I said it. I don't know. It doesn't matter where I said it. Um, but uh, unfortunately, I have to just be brutally honest and say 
I kind of feel like Daniel was the dead weight and I felt like you were going in a different direction and um, you are a fiercely independent individual as I've come to learn over the years just from watching your rise. And um, I think it worked out for the best um, not doing the show with him anymore. I mean, I think, I just think that he wasn't, he was the problem with the show for me. Like I didn't want to listen because of him for the longest time. So when you started doing stuff on your own, I was like, okay, this is something I can get into. You know, I feel bad yeah. for saying this, but you know, that's not the first time I've, I've heard that sort of complain. And you know, I've tried talking to him about that sort of thing. And you know, that would just drive him off the wall. Well, you know, here's the thing. If you want to be successful or if you want to um, – you, you mentioned in passing that he didn't um, prepare for the shows. Okay. If you want to be a professional, if you want to be successful, if you want really, really want it like you seem to do, you got to work. you got to uh, network. you got to do things. you got to invest. you got to – you know, your time, your money, and you've done that, and it sounds as if – he was sitting around, not going anywhere, and 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 you were going out to these places, making things happen, and um, it just uh, it was bound to happen at some point. And yeah, we were going in different gets, directions, indeed, uh, no doubt. But also, you guys, you know, I, I don't want to be, I don't want to be not mean or anything, but I mean, you guys, no, of course not, look like very different types of people. Like yeah, you seem more approachable to me. Like I, I don't think I would. I don't think he's very approachable or I don't feel like he's got the chops to do a show. He did try and do his own thing and it crashed and burned. And that's just there all, all there is to it. And unfortunately, you know, I don't know why I'm trying to be so delicate about the guy's feelings because I don't know him from Adam. But uh, I think that it was bound to happen. It was bound to happen. And by the way, for those that are wondering, uh, Daniel is a good guy, though. He, he's a good person. Sure he is. I mean, you know, sure people are probably wondering, you know, his, his character, even though at the end there, he did get really angry at me and he did do what I was telling you that people, what they normally do when they get angry at me, you know, they go after people they know and try to sway their opinion. Oh my God. And, you know, they tell guests, they, they tell the guests these sort of things as well. And, you know, they try to create all this drama and that happened here in this thing, but you know, um, it, it did piss me off at first, but, you know, I let go of that sort of thing when, you know, I realized that, that people get angry and they get hurt and this is the way they respond uh, to those things. They feel like their world is ending and they want to lash out and hurt you and this is the only way they can do it. Well, I mean, that's not a very, that's not a very good thing to do to, to anybody. No, I mean, not at all. Have, but, but I mean, um, I remember that Michael Van Dieven, MV, the, the, a man who created a forum called Belgab, um, he went on a show that Daniel did after you guys stopped working together. Right. Did you, did you ever hear that or could you not listen to Daniel because it was just too clunky or... Did you hear any of that? I've never heard any of his recordings, to be honest. Not because it's going to make me feel a certain way or whatever. I, I just don't really have time uh, to hear a lot of shows, actually, sadly. I mean, I would I would have liked to, but I've been... I was just super busy at that time. 
Well, I mean, I think it's probably a good thing. Maybe I, I know, I know it sucks to not have a lot of time on your hands, but it's probably a good thing you don't have time to listen to other people because then I guess your show will be more original as it has been. But um, uh, you know, <laughs> I just um, I, I the the thing that I that that occurs to me is I, I just want to sort of find out how do you deal with receiving. Um, threats and 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 uh, all these kinds of things over the phone. Yeah. Like, have you just developed a thicker skin, or does it ever bother you? Well, I the mean, thing the thing is, I go into this knowing that it's a part of the game. You know, it's part of doing a show and putting yourself out there. People are going to like you. People are going to dislike you. Crowds are won, and crowds are lost, and won again, and over and over. You know, the cycle never ends. And, you know, I don't, I don't take it personally. You know, it's a show. I love the show. I love, I love, I love the way I do it. And, you know, the, the, I already understand there's going to be people out there that are not going to like it, that are going to dislike it. It's, it's very subjective, all right. Yeah, as it is, you know, it's a very subjective sort of, sort of a thing, especially when you're doing art, music. You, you know this uh, firsthand, Azure, as, uh, you know, you are an artist yourself. Yeah, man. Um, but it just seems from the outside that you take it a lot better than, say, for instance, somebody like me. But I think you and I have different temperaments. That's all I think it comes down to. I think that um, maybe there is stuff going on inside you where you are bothered sometimes, but you sure. don't tend to show it. Because but, you know, as a, got- the love and hate, they come from the same place, in my opinion. The line between love and hate is thin. That well, that too, but it it all comes from the heart, you know. And I, I'm, I'm glad that the show resonates with people in a positive and a negative way. You got to have both, you know. It's the yin and yang sort of thing. It's part of the universe. Yeah, I bring a lot of chaos and and um, drama into my own life with my big mouth sometimes, and uh, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> I get, I, I know, I get the appeal. I mean, uh, I, I get it, but. Sometimes it sucks if the pool is too small and you're hurting people that are like close to you. Because I mean, if you've got a big, a larger audience like yours, I guess uh, I never thought about it. Like that's even more people to be pissed off with you. Oh, uh, they get angry. Should... Yeah, <laughs> they get real pissed off. You know, they. The the thing is, they take the show highly seriously. I mean, I take the show seriously too, but I'm having fun. Um, when they listen, they're probably not having fun at all. Maybe it's because you sound professional, like your voice. I mean, I, I, I believe you've probably done some narration and and uh, uh, other work, voice work, right? Yeah. You do that, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I guess maybe the, the, to- the way you enunciate and the way you talk, it sounds like, like a classic broadcaster. So I guess that's why they associate seriousness with your show. Sometimes, maybe. That's I don't know, part because... of the formula. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, politely obscene radio hosts. Absolutely. <laughs> I love that. Um, but yes, man, uh, you know, over, over all the years and everything. Hated by many, loved by few. Yeah, that's that's the way it goes. Um, do, you, do you like getting into, like, I remember once you said to me that... Uh, Keep pretending that you're on Hot 97. <laughs> that was a good one, right? 
<laughs> yes, it was. It was. That's a good line. That's that's the shit I like to listen to. Well, yeah, um, I, but, I know. I know people's influences. I mean, I'm a student of the game myself, so you know, I know the way a lot of these things go. Um. Yeah, uh, I just feel like the Belgab universe and, and a lot of the offshoots of attempted podcasts. Uh, but those people are that, old, though, Azure. You have to understand, this is a that's an old audience. You know, that's a boomer audience right there. <laughs> you know, they're slow. Yep, yep boomer. Um, so, yeah, Richard Groiper and the cat ladies. And do you get into all that stuff? No, because I, I have no idea who any of these people are or why, (laughs) why anyone gives a shit. Well, no, I just, I don't, I don't, I just don't get it. I mean, that's another thing I was going to ask you. I mean, who are these people that you, you speak to at times? I mean, I've tried to follow and it's like you're, you guys are talking about someone having like a bad day or something or I, I have no idea what's going on um could you be more specific uh, is this from where, where did you hear this or i think it's because of of uh there's some woman named Derry d i think oh yes 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 and you know she comes around here and she listens to the show i think she's even a patreon member oh okay i think i even heard her doing a show or something and uh, they were talking about someone's relationship. I, I don't know what was going on. I was, I was confused. <laughs> okay, you you are a busy guy then. Um, no, uh, there's a whole lot cast of characters. Um, it's it's um, it's people that you wouldn't know from a hill of beans. Uh, it, it's a bunch of people that sit around and the and they make videos about one another and they yeah. Like, uh, That's why I'm like, who are these folks? They just drag one another all the time, and they make more out of an argument than needs to be made out of it. And um, and with Richard, I mean, we we, we I like him, but I, I'm wondering what what the hell is he doing talking to these women for? Um, here's the thing: he, like you said, Bill Gabs an older audience. Um, he opens up his live, he goes live, and then people phone in, and the people that are listening to him are of that age bracket, and most of them are women. <laughs> yeah, but, but it's just like, how do you find the, these folks? Well, I I have come to know some of them through following a couple people on YouTube, and uh, there's a guy called Miller. Uh-huh. I don't know if you've heard of him. Oh, yes, of course, yes. How can I not? <laughs> yeah, he he totally, he he constantly tries to bait me, and... He like talks to me about my personal life, and then he says that you don't want to be enemies with me, and then he blocks me, <laughs> messenger or whatever. And I'm like, I literally don't give a shit. Like, see what I mean? Has, <laughs> he says stuff to to me like, why didn't I do this for that person? They're supposed to be your friend. I'm like, dude, I don't give a shit what anybody thinks about me, and it's none of your. I didn't even say any more than that. I just said I don't care what anyone thinks about me. But I was gonna say to him like. My personal relationships with other people is none of your fucking business, bro. Like, I don't... Who the fuck are you? Yeah, like, he's trying to make content out of it. Man. And YouTube has a lot of these uh, individuals, uh, boys and girls out there wondering what the hell we are even talking about. But yeah, there, there's these uh, communities of folks out there on YouTube that just sort of gossip and know each other and tell each other things of, about their personal lives. And then they all start making videos about each other and 
harassing one another, and the cycle goes on and on. That's exactly what they do. You actually captured that perfectly, yes. they got It's gossip, and it's uh, personal attacks, and I can't lie, man. It sucked me in, and it's, it's – I mean, I didn't get it for a long time. But uh, I guess somehow uh, a few things have been sent to me over the years, and I've looked into them, and then I've gotten into them. You got and, sucked uh, in. You got sucked in. Yeah, but one person I've stepped away from is Jack Starber because um, we were quite close friends, but that relationship is a steaming pile of shit now. Oh, wow. And uh, he's, he's deteriorated mentally. And I feel bad about it, but I, I can't – I don't have the time to babysit people, man. Not at my age and not at his age. Like, he's like 50, dude. I'm not, like, being cussed out and, like, getting essays sent to me on instant messaging. I was just like, I can't deal with this anymore. Wow. Um, yeah, folks. See, that's what happens. You You end up meeting some of these people and they start flooding your phone or email or what have you. Is that what happens with you sometimes? Absolutely. Yeah, man. Uh, ever since I've cut him out of my life, and it's sad because, like, I thought I was his friend and, like, uh, I cared about him. But, you know, if a person doesn't want to get help and they're, like, a paranoid schizophrenic, I'm not a doctor. Like, but, I mean, I went through some similar things and I luckily was treated before I went too downhill. But... If he's not going to get any help, I'm not going to sit around when I could be making money or whatever and be talking to him and trying to talk him off the ledge. I, I, I can't do that, man. I don't have the time. Right. Like, I've got shit to do. You know, I can't babysit a 50-year-old man who's living off a special needs trust. And um, that's true. And by the way, Amazare, you know, you yourself, a big fan of a radio, you know, you've been listening to various shows for, I'm sure, the longest time. And, you know, I've, I think I've heard you mention it before that you really liked Rush Limbaugh at one time. And, you know, I always wondered why someone so young like yourself would listen to, you know, Rush Limbaugh of all people. I mean, he's a little bit boring in my opinion. I mean, he's a great broadcaster, but in my opinion, just a little bit difficult to listen to when he was alive, you know. And, you know, I, I mostly followed him when he was kind of being in trouble, you know, with the whole pill addiction sort of thing and going back yes, to... Yes, that was, that, that yeah. was interesting. Um, um, this, is, this is a great uh, question. Um, I, I respect your opinion totally because there's people I can't listen to and other people like. To me, Rush is probably like in my top five, uh, maybe even like at one point I thought, I thought he was the best host ever to do it. Well, he is uh, a good broadcaster. I'm not saying he's not. I just think his, you know, um, his show's a little bit, you know, a little boring at times. Be Well, it was boring because okay, well, it's politics. I mean, it gets kind of boring at times, you know? Um, I, I don't know why somebody of my age would listen. Uh, I don't know how to answer that really. All I know is that um, his show was fascinating to me because I am very interested in politics. Right. Well, I can understand that. Particularly American politics, because I feel like, you know, uh, your con your country is the gold standard for freedom. And a lot of our, um, a lot of our uh, 
laws and stuff here in South Africa are a mishmash of some things, but we do have some some legislations and things that have been um, based off of the American model. So I would say that it was the political. Um, I just find politics very interesting. I've had to step away from that stuff because it actually turned me into a little bit of a right wing kook for a while, and I <laughs> didn't really understand what was coming out my mouth. It was actually quite horrifying because I was fighting with people and I was angry. And uh, I've since learned that I'm pretty. Ah, no! <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, that's cool. Uh, I'm pretty. I've since learned that I'm in the middle. I'm centrist. Uh, I'm independent. I, I, I don't. I don't. I mean, I like some things on the right. I like some things on the left. But I just found Rush fascinating. You liked him, yeah. In every way, I just thought he was fascinating, and I thought the topic was fascinating. And I know it's boring for some people, but to me, it was very, very intellectually stimulating. Understood. And um, who would you say is your is your favorite show now? Well, you said he was in in your top five. Uh, do you what do you consider like Art Bell as being your favorite? No, not anymore. He's been dethroned. He's fantastic. No, no, he's fantastic. Um, uh, and he isn't my top five show, but I like Funk Master Flex from Part Ninety Seven. Ah, okay. Yeah, he's my favorite. Oh right shit! Now. Okay. <laughs> Um, some of that <laughs> yeah you get a lot I'm of just, that get a lot of that going on <laughs> do you like me I can't believe you know are you on hot, uh, you're, you're on hot 97 right now that's all you hear <laughs> um, how do you, how do you do you listen to him I've heard of him I, I've heard his shows from um, yesteryear from way back yeah, he's actually doing this thing now where he's um, putting out a lot of content on YouTube. And um, I just like his energy. He's just so, like, aggressive and upbeat. And um, uh, just, just he, he also gets into the gossipy shit, too, though. But um, I love hip-hop, and he's constantly releasing um, mixtapes and stuff. And I just find him really energetic and interesting to listen to. Um, he just excites me. He puts me in a good mood. Like, I, I, Rush did too, but I mean, like, Funk Master Flex, is, he's a DJ. He, he hops the crowd and everything. I just, um, I just find him absolutely magnetic. Yeah, he's you know, been, he's makes, been doing it for a long time, by the way. Yeah, he's, oof, I think he's a boomer, maybe even, well, he he's admitted he's out of touch. By the way, he's so honest. That's he's what I love. love Fifty-four, about by the way. Oh, okay. Well, um, is that a boomer? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. No, he's admit he's so honest. He's like, dude, you know, I'm I'm out of touch. I'm old. He's like, I like what I like, and that's that. And um, that's respectable. Yeah. Yeah, he's very honest. And for those Sometimes that, he- and for the just really quickly, for those that don't know, you know, Funk Master Flex, um. He's been doing it for a long time, making music for a very long time, record producer. You know, he's a host of a very popular show called Hot 97, for those that don't know, out in New York. And the guy brings in massive ratings. Yep. Got a big yep. crowd, for those that don't know. Yeah, and um, um, there was another guy 
they used to be on Hot 97, but this was a while ago, um, quite a couple of years ago. Who? It was before my time. Um, what was his name now? Damn, it's slipping my mind. Uh, Star. Star. He, he, his name was Star, and he had a co-host called Buckwild, so it was like Star oh, and Buckwild. yeah. I remember. I remember, yeah. That dude was so, like... He just had that smart mouth, man. That, like, New York smart mouth. Yeah. And he didn't give a fuck. <laughs> I remember when Leah died in that plane crash, he did a joke about it on the air. And people were calling in and Ooh. they were fucking <laughs> Shit. And, That's yeah, funny. he's just brutal. He's brutal. Um, He's still on YouTube, but I don't really... You don't do really follow. Doing, um, okay. ...by himself now. But back in the day when he was on the radio, man, he said some fucking out there shit. And what what about today though, Azure? Who are you listening to aside from uh, Funkmaster Flex, who you're probably listening to regularly? But uh, outside of you know the hip hop scene, um, what else are you listening <laughs> you're gonna, to? You're gonna hate this, Michael. Uh-oh. You're gonna absolutely hate this. <laughs> Laura Ingram, who? Oh no, I used to listen to her. No, um, no, I don't listen to her. Um, <laughs> Clyde Lewis. Clyde Lewis. <laughs> Yeah, I don't hate that though. I I I don't I don't dislike him or anything. I I do think he's a talented host. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't think he's he's a bad host. Um, I had, oof. You know, I think I I think I might have got in trouble with him and without even knowing it. To be honest, because and I'll tell you a little funny story. You know, I I was on another network many many years ago on Masray, and the owner of that network was good friends with, I think, one of the... Pro- I think he is actually the producer or... Not the producer, the soundboard uh, guy. The guy running the board for Clyde. I believe he was on that on that network. And I think he had passed along some of the things that I was telling... Or telling... Um, I was talking to uh, the, the owner of this network. And I think he told that dude the engineer for Clyde Lewis, some of the things that I was saying. And, um, <laughs> what did you say about him? I just, I just think it's funny that, you know, anything that I say, that's, uh, I guess, kind of mean or disparaging usually gets back to that person in, in, in a way. No, no, listen, Michael, I'm, I'm thinking of a completely different situation. So let me re- refresh your memory. Yeah. You said that you went to one of these conferences. That's what I was going like, to tell you. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, oh, sorry. Okay, no, carry on. No, no, no. I'll, I'll, I'll tell the story. I'll tell the story. I, I went to uh, Contact in the Desert. Um, this was many years ago. It was out in Joshua Tree and um, Azari. It, it's hot as hell, by the way. It, speaking of which, right now, where I am, it's 104 degrees right now. Wow, it's cold here, man. Ooh. Like, I wish it was cold here. Winter. Yeah. But, Misty. Yes, it, it's 104 in El Centro, and Joshua Tree is maybe, maybe like 45 minutes away. Maybe, maybe. I don't know where that is. Yeah, yeah. I don't it's, know where that it's not very far from here, and it gets hot as shit out there too. And you know, I was at a Walmart. I went to a super Walmart out there in Joshua Tree, getting some supplies, and lo and behold, I'm walking around. And it's like, guess who? Guess who I see? It's Clyde Lewis in a in an electric like wheelchair cart thingy, and those electric carts just 
he just buzzed right on by. Is Clyde Lewis of all people? It was. I was just like, "Damn, son, where'd you find this?" That's what was going through my head. You know, it's Clyde Lewis in an electric wheelchair sort of a gimmick, and he's like full of sweat. He looks like he's gonna die. I'm serious. He looked like he was gonna die. It was the craziest thing. He looked, you know, like that. He really did it. It was awful, and the man just looked horrendous. And I, I couldn't believe it was Clyde Lewis of all people. But later on that that same day, you know, there's a there's conference. There's different conferences going on, and someone didn't show up or something. So Clyde took over, and you know, he went and gave like a talk, and there were only about five people in the room. So that must have probably pissed him off as well, and. You know, I had heard that he hated the event and he had problems with this and that. And I, I felt sorry for the guy because I don't think he was prepared for, you know, triple digit weather out there, especially coming from Portland. I think that's where he's at. Yeah, yeah. No, I listen to him, Michael. I, I absolutely love the way he takes me on a journey um, and the way he monologues. It's just fantastic. Uh, but I love his content. I'm subscribed to... Uh, uh, his his podcast, um, and um, I actually need to subscribe to yours on Patreon, by the way. Um, but um, he he he's he's a fantastic host to me. Yes, yeah, some of the shows aren't that great, but when you when you mention the being in the electric wheelchair, that's just such a that's such a hilarious um, scene for me to picture in my head. Uh, <laughs> because um I've seen him on in photos and stuff and the guy is humongous. He's a big man. And and the thing is he tries to blame it on what's going on with him medically yes. but like the dude the, the dude eats too much. He does and it's funny you say that because he was just talking about a few weeks back I remember listening to him and he brought up McDonald's and he's like I don't he's like I don't eat there but you know my my son I had to go buy him food and I'm just like okay Clyde you don't eat there okay Clyde you know at the line <laughs> I just think that I think he lives in his head and like I think that like his physical body is like secondary to him but you learn and you, you, you probably shouldn't learn too late that you need to take care of your body. Yeah. Otherwise, you won't be able to do anything. And I'm right. fascinated how, how much he's able to do with the state of his body. Yeah, that's another thing. But one of the things, going going back to this story really quickly here, Azure, with, with the sound engineer, you know, the owner of that network, I, I think I had referred to Clyde Lewis as a, as a poor man's Alex Jones. Oh, yes, that's on Wiki. That's on um, Rational Wiki. Well, somebody entered it in there. Someone said that. It wasn't me, but I have said that about him. And I think that that sort of went back, that got back to him, by the way. Well, you've got listeners, man. And probably overlap of guests sometimes, maybe. Yeah, of course. So, so yeah. He, and uh, your words, your words have powered, Michael. Well, he, I think he didn't like that very much, I think. So, you know, I ruffled some feathers there with that comment. Um, but, you know, to be honest, I, I do I do like him, though. I don't, I don't think he's an awful uh, host at all. I think he's a good broadcaster. 
yeah um i like whitley streber as well but it's it's only so much you can take of um uh a band uh, um uh, uh um uh when he's like doing that you oh know, I, like I thought whitley. you meant with i thought you meant uh, because of Anne. uh you know i have trouble with that as well have you spoken to whitley on your show i have never spoken to whitley directly but i i know people that know him quite well and there's some people I, I have had even told them that, you know, I like Willie, but, you know, there's some things that he might be sort of exaggerating on. And sooner or later, they came back around and uh, having spent some time with him and they said your conclusions about him were dead on. Tell me, have you <laughs> um, I'm 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 a Whitley Streber super fan. But uh, he's also got a very strange temperament. He's like he a very uh, he's gruff and aggressive and short tempered, and I don't get it. Um, but I think the guy might have like some sort of condition. I like, think so. Maybe something like is going on. Logical, yeah. Problem. Yeah. I but, think you're um, right. And then, but the, but the other thing is, I'm fascinated by the whole visitors thing, and. Um, I'm not a science fiction guy at all. Like I, I really don't like science fiction, but the reality of greys and visitors to me is I've, I've had my own experiences. You've had an experience. Yes, yes, yes. You're an, ab you're an abductee. No, 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 no. I didn't get abducted, but I have seen, I was approached by what looked like one of, those beings a gray oh and, shit um, i didn't know that yeah i know I well mean, that's scary who would i'm nobody i mean when i talk nobody listens but uh anyway um uh do you want to do you want me to tell you what happened of course yeah go ahead are you interested in in in, in that type of stuff well absolutely i talk i was just talking about um aliens last night by the way and i was talking about how reptilians are controlling government entities here with uh, Alfred Lambermont Weber. He's, he talks about okay. all this, all these sort of things. I've got to check that out because I'm, I'm fascinated by the abduction phenomenon. But anyway, um, I was laying in my bed. Um, keep in mind, I'm a person who has, has had hallucinations and been diagnosed with schizophrenia. So, you know, I want to be, I want to be like careful here because Who's to say it wasn't just my brain? Because I have brain, brain. I have had problems with my brain since I was a kid. I had epilepsy, very bad epilepsy. So they could never find the problem. But there's obviously something screwy with my brain chemistry. Ooh. So what I what I could have seen might have been a hallucination. A hallucination, yeah. But uh, I was laying in my bed um, and I was going through an, an incredible amount of stress and I wasn't medicated back then. I wasn't treated yet for what I had. And um, I was laying in bed and I, I felt absolutely terrified and I sat up and there was this creature coming through the closed window. It was a bay window, a large window across from my room, my bedroom. And it came toward me and as I sat up and I saw it, I got I got such a fright, I got so terrified that this thing just it like completely just turned around and went. And um I um it was because it came through a closed window, 
it did not look like an object you can touch and feel like physically. It looked like it had the ability to go through. It, it looked like it had like a spiritual aspect or a translucent aspect to it, if, if that makes any sense. And um, I unfortunately have been around some bad people in my life, like Satanists and stuff, when I was younger. So I got involved in a ritual that I shouldn't have at one point. And I had some very terrifying experiences after that as well. And it wasn't to do with greys. Um, it was it was like shadow figures and things like this and uh, almost, ah, no! a to, almost a trip to hell, to be honest with you. Um, I, um, how old it, were it just, you, by the way, when this was going on? Sorry to interrupt you. Uh, how old was I when, when what was going on? When you, uh, when you had this uh, visitation of sorts. I would say my early twenties. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and I wasn't on any meds then, and I saw a UFO as well uh, around that time. Actually, on the highway, a turquoise UFO moving in like stop frame animation, and I told everybody when I got to the bar. I was meeting up with friends. It was a Saturday. I was I was sober, um, but I was driving my car and and I saw this thing and I told everybody and everybody laughed at me in my face uh, because I've been known to be quite a a joker. Yeah. You know? So maybe, so nobody really took me seriously. And I told my brother by the way, and I thought he believed me. But then years later, I brought it up again, and he said he didn't believe me. <laughs> oh, he thought you were full of shit then. Yeah, I try to report it to the National UFO Reporting Center, but because my occupation is cartoonist, I don't think they took me very seriously. I see. (laughs) Yeah, they're like, oh, he's making this up, but you know what? You probably did see something. You probably experienced what you perceived to have happened. Yeah, but but Michael, I've heard Satan talking to me in my head, telling me to kill myself. The voices you said I should listen to. <laughs> um, and um, do you feel bad about that, by the way? Well, knowing what I know now, you know, I didn't know <laughs> that uh, Satan was saying that to you. Bad. It's just that, like, I don't know, whatever. Well, um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't want to, you know, I don't want you, you to do that. Did you, did you not know me well and you thought I was maybe full of shit? Well, I I thought that was sort of, you know, made up. I didn't think you were being serious about that. Okay, okay. Well, I mean, I do have a very imaginative sort of like Whitley Strieber-esque way about me because I I do tend to have a rich fantasy world in my head. But the problem is that um, I guess um, I've... Once you've gone to a psychiatrist and they've diagnosed you with something, all credibility goes out the window, man. Like, nobody takes you seriously anymore. I see. They don't. So. But paranoid schizophrenia is no joke, man. It's it's terrifying. It's absolutely terrifying. And having mood problems that I do. Like, the other day, I was everything was going wrong in my life. It was very stressful. And I was on top of the world. I felt like I was freaking invincible. And then the day before that, um, the day before that, everything was going right in my life. Mm. And I felt depressed to the point of like, 
I couldn't move. I barely oh. could move. You know, and I mean, but I've I've had voices in my head and all that kind of thing. And uh, you know, the doctor obviously says, "Okay, take these medic medications," and it stops them. But you, it's hard to 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 not believe that it is Satan talking to you. And I'm 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 terrified right now. Like I told you about the animals and the people, you know, wanting to have adult relations with freaking animals and stuff. I I I. I was raised a Catholic and I'm just terrified that I'm going to die and go to hell because I'm a shitty person. You're, you a think you're a shitty person? Yes, dude. I am a shitty person. Like, that's why I don't like calling myself a Christian. I'm not a, I'm not really a Christian. I mean, like, yeah, I do things wrong. I do what Christians say are sins, man. Like, um, I start shit with people. You know, uh, Do you think you're possessed? Do you think you have something on your back, as they say, an entity of sorts? <laughs> Half of me is like, um, no, that's bullshit. But no, I've been told by a couple people, like super religious people, that there is, um, um, there there are some attachments, like some demonic attachments. Mm, and there we go. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I. I I don't know why my mood flips so quickly and I can laugh at something fucked up and then the next day somebody can look at me wrong and I want to fucking slip my wrists away. And you're bothered, yeah. Yeah, it's just... uh, And it it, it complicates relationships. Like, how are are you and me... Like, after everything that happened between us, I don't even know how you and me are having this conversation because there was some pretty rough stuff said by me to you and you to me. I mean, um, well, I guess in my defense, um, you know, I wasn't really responding in a way where I thought I was actually, you know, hurting you to any degree. I thought it was all sort of kind of funny sort of digs, you know, I, in my mind, I thought they were just, you know, like funny things. I didn't think they were things that were going to be taken to heart. I should say. Yeah, but that's my problem. I think when at first when I was on Belgab, and now I've got my own forum. Which I tell you what, man, you get some kooks PMing you, and wow, I don't know, man. It's it's a really strange situation to be in. Um, no offense to anybody, but um, you know, I did a sp- I've got I made a spin-off board of Belgab when Belgab yeah. went down, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so uh, that's like. Yeah, that's that's just um, you know when, when all that stuff happened between us. Unfortunately, I've always had uh, problematic people in my life and abusive relationships, so that was normal to me. How you and I were talking to one another, but you see, for me, it was real. And um, ooh, yeah, see, that's the problem. I didn't exactly. know you were taking it to that, you know, to that extent. Well, here's the thing. Half the time I wasn't, but then the other time, you were. the other half of the time I was, and that was when I was kind of like really sick and going downhill before I got treated and everything. And uh, oh, I see. it's not, it's not really your, it's not really your fault, like because I don't know, I didn't know how I would react to anything because you have in schizophrenia, you have um, reactions that are completely unrelated to a situation. Um, if if that makes sense, did, did, does that make sense? What I'm saying, like yeah, I mean, I, I have you know, noticed the wrong that, way. right. I I do. I I have noticed how some people respond to certain things online, and uh, you know, usually it's 
you could look at it from multiple multiple ways you could see how this person you know you could tell in the way they respond um if perhaps you know they're they're taking it lightly or you could sort of measure the waters you know and i thought in your case you were just trying to sort of you know go back at me in a way and yeah i said horrible stuff i said horrible shit yeah, but at the time, I didn't think you, you know, really meant it or anything like that. I know, I, I know you took it well, but I was pretty fucking, I was like, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. It was a dark time in my life. I try not to think about that shit. Uh, I hear you. It had well, very, very little to, to do with you. You know, that's the problem is that it, it basically. Yeah, there's you know, other, you were, you were projecting in other words. On to me. Definitely. Definitely. And, and who in my position with, um, a small fry attempt at a podcast and all this kind of stuff wouldn't be jealous on some level of your success. You know, well, I didn't. I didn't think of you as being jealous. I just thought you were angry. Well, no, I'm saying like even to this day, I can I can um, say with certainty that obviously I would love to be have an audience, a bigger audience. But um, you know, if you if you're not talking about things that people can relate to you're not going to build an audience or if you don't promote yourself or if you don't, I don't know. Well, there's a lot of variance. Yeah. You seem to market yourself. Well, do you do it all yourself? Well, well, there's no one. Well, yeah, there's no one helping me. Yeah. So. Cause, cause, cause Rubini claimed that he was your producer to me. Yeah. He hasn't, um, he never helped at all with anything. Yeah. I didn't think so because I know I can tell you produce your own show. Like, I can just tell it's just got your stamp on it. Like, I know your quality, um, the quality and your and your work ethic and what you do with your brand. And it just didn't seem to me like you and Rubini would be people who would work. It's oil and water. Like, you know, uh, you know every time I mention the guy, he, he has a freaking meltdown, man. And he posts a bunch of shit on his website that nobody reads. Now, if you think, now, if anybody thinks I'm a small fry, go to that guy's website. He's got like nobody reading it but himself and his girlfriend or something. <laughs> um, well, that's what drugs do to you. Everybody. you know. Sorry. Oh, I was just saying that's what drugs do to someone. Oh, okay. Well, you know, I'm all for, I'm all for recreational drug use, but I, I maintain do it responsibly and don't be a fucking nutbag. And, um, well, some people go get, over the edge, you know, and that's a result of, um, this, uh, drug use we speak of. I know, man. I, I, I myself have some, I mean, I, anything these days, I mean, you know, caffeine, nicotine, whatever, like that's all eat. drug. Yeah. Uh, do you, do you drink, um, I drink energy drinks or coffee or I drink, what is your poison? I, I drink coffee. I I smoke pot every now and then. I drop acid every now and then. I take mushrooms every now and then. Yeah. Have you had any um, unusual experiences on mushrooms or acid that you? No, n- nothing unusual. It's all been very lovely, and it's been thought provoking and life enhancing. In my opinion, it's made me appreciate my life uh, even more. So you didn't see little men or No, no, um, I didn't I didn't hallucinate or anything like that. I just saw beautiful colors, that's all. And um do you so you say you drink coffee, um Yeah. 
do you you do you, you you don't really do the energy drink thing no no energy drinks on my behalf i've never okay. been a big energy drink guy to be honest yeah um i i'm you, on you so like many friggin you're yeah, I do drink them, man. I've got a bit of a problem, to be honest with you. That that's something that's getting a bit out of control. <laughs> but I don't, I don't have the ones the sugar in because I don't want to be a fat sack of shit. So. Oh, I see. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I mean, you know, you you posted all kinds of images of yourself, and uh, <laughs> I guess there's some images of you like uh, modeling or something of that nature. You have like these oh, no, that, photo shoots of was, you. That was a YouTube video. Uh, like the G- GQ. Yeah, that's so, crazy. No, dude, um, uh, that was a complete joke. Um, I, that, that wasn't GQ. I was doing a photo shoot with our, our um, mutual friend, actually. Really? For pro- for promo for an event. Oh, my. I just uh, titled the GQ photo <laughs> oh, shoot. Oh, I see. I was just like, look at Azure out there. The model. Uh, He's a model now. Yeah. I thought, holy uh, shit. When I was, when I was younger maybe you know that i'm you know that i'm a little bit more pudgy these days you, you put on the covid weight i don't think it's covid weight bro like um i do i'll admit like i don't think my eating habits have been adjusted well enough for my age i see um, you've been uh, you've been you've been enjoying life in other words too much no, I think that I stress eat when I'm on deadlines, oh, and I think shit, that yeah. I like a lot of carbs, like pasta and pizza and well, stuff. Well, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, in moderation, you know, we got to sort of watch ourselves every now and then. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm happy with my how I, am, I look and everything, but then you look at pictures of yourself when you're younger, and you're like, oh, shit. Did you have any do – you, don't you work out and take care of yourself and stuff? Yeah, but not not enough. I mean, not to the extent where I should be. I, I've been sort of slacking as of late. Um, but I've seen photos of you where people, some creep was trying to dox you, I guess. And you seem quite tall and um, in decent shape in that picture that I saw. I think I'm only about 5'9", five, 5'10", five, at the tallest. Do I, can, I, can I ask you something on that note? Yeah, Michael? go ahead. Um, go ahead. Um. Rubini, when you had Rubini on as a guest, he was saying <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> he was saying that I was a four foot ten tranny midget from South Africa. <laughs> well, he's got an overactive imagination as well. But well, what know. did you think when he was going on about that? Because he seemed so bothered by me. He seemed like, very bothered by you. But I'm like, I'm nobody, bro. Like, I'm just some fucking random guy. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yes, he was. Seriously. He was like, real pissed not- off. He was definitely, you know, in this sort of mood where he's like shooting at you, you know. But but what do you think, though? Like, um, do you think that why do I get under his skin so much? Uh, Maybe because you- he's, you know, one of these Probably was. Muzzle top. Muzzle top. Maybe that's one of the reasons. I don't know. Yeah, but, but anyway, I, I just find it fascinating that whenever, whenever I so much as tweet something or post something, like within minutes, it's on his website and he's he, busy calling me. Yeah, he, he's really bothered by you. I remember times him, you know, texting me about you and he's just going on and on and on. And then he texted me about you when I try to squash the beef with him. Well, that's what meth does to a mind. 
That's what happens when you smoke too much ice. Meth star. <laughs> meth star, yeah. When you smoke too much meth, you become one of these people. Jack star. And I like Jack Star, but yes, I, I definitely have picked up on him being on the German juice, as I like to recall, as I like to call it. Jack Star, Jack Star, Jack Star, you know, you shat all over our friendship and I broke up with you. <laughs> you dumped him. <laughs> yeah. That's nah, funny. Man, he's, he's disgusting. If I was gay, I would never go to <laughs> like that. He'd be the last person on earth. Have you seen what the guy looks like? Of course, he. Um, they all like to. Yeah, they all like to plaster photos of each other for some odd reason. <laughs> I know. It's kind of hard to get away from these characters that you, um, unfortunately, have to see every now and then. Um, but you know, I, I do like Jack Star. No disrespect to him. I, I don't know what's going on in that guy's world. He is a different kind of character. I think he listens to you. He probably does. I've he seen likes him in and out. Sure. Yeah, he's he's a strange one, a strange guy. But who, but who doesn't like your show in the Bogab community? Mark? Well, there's a lot of people that don't like the show, but I think that stems from a lot of different issues with probably them. Um, not not much me, but I think you know there's a lot of uh, projecting that goes on, and you know I get that oh, from different. Wait, wait, there's different. Wait. Well, you know, there's different people in different areas of the internet that come across my show and, you know, I hear these sort of responses and it usually seems like it's stemming from another issue they have, maybe much more of a personal issue they have with me, more more so than the show itself. But isn't the show you, though? Um, yes and no. I mean, the show, in my opinion, and, you know, I go back and listen to it every, you know, when I can, and when I do, it's like, I don't even know, I don't even recognize that person on the mic. Yeah, with my little rinky-dink podcast, I try and never listen to myself because, I don't know. I don't even that's... recognize the guy who's talking to you right now. I mean, when I go back and hear this, it's like a different person's talking to you. It's like, is that really even me? I don't even know. I, I feel so stupid, like, trying to, like, relate to you because, like, my audience is, like, nothing compared to yours. But I, I feel the same way when people do recap me or whatever and I well, listen to myself. Here, I'm here, like, uh, well, where the fuck did that come from? Here, here's the thing, though, Azri. <laughs> um, it doesn't matter how big or small your, your show is. Uh, the same problems you're still going to face no matter how big or small your, your audience is. I make a little bit of money off my Patreon, and I'm glad. I mean, I'm able to pay bills and stuff, which is fantastic, but... I mean, I need to, uh, I need to, I want to grow it, but I mean, you can't just, you just can't force it. And it is, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Like I'm under no illusions that I am. I mean, this is, that's a hobby. Like, you know, I'm an artist, a visual artist. I'm not yeah. a fucking, and there's too many people trying to be podcasters. That's another thing. It's kind of embarrassing to have a podcast since everyone has one. Yeah. It's like, ugh. It is because like there's professionals and then there's like you know people like me who's like doing something and it's like oh okay, but I mean I'm pretty happy with my stuff and I do try and put a lot of work into it to be honest with you I'm happy with the well product, I, I you know I did hear portions of your show when you did talk about the esoteric stuff and I did like that oh well thank you I didn't think it was bad sorry I said I didn't think it was bad or anything. Oh, okay. Well, thank you. Um, I don't know. My, my accent, i got a weird accent, obviously. Um, but people like that sort know. of thing. What, what is, is my accent funny to you? Like, is it weird? 
Um, no. What's it sound like? Um, I don't think it's because, funny. It's it's different. I mean, it's different than what we have in in America, and I think a lot of Americans like that sort of thing too. Um, there's well, a, there's you a know, there's uh, an audience for everything, though, um, Azrae. Yeah, I know. Um, you 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 interviewed Necro. Uh, I sure did. And he he is somebody who. <laughs> I really, really love listening to him sometimes, but then at other times, yeah, I think you've got to be in the mood. But no, I thought do. that that interview was great because there's very few long-form interviews of him. Uh, do you listen to his music, or how did you come across him? Oh, I've been I've been listening to Necro since the early 2000s when I first heard I Need Drugs. That video is insane. I love that. It is so real, yeah. man. That's Jack Star, and <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that is Jack Star. That's pretty anyway, funny. Um, Necro's great, though. He's a, he's a good guy. I, I enjoy talking to him. I hope I could bring him back on the program sometime. Uh, I'm surprised think, he even gave me the interview. Well, your numbers don't lie. Well, that was, was before we even had a, a good audience, a good solid audience, and he agreed to be on, and you know he enjoyed the show and. It was a fun time. But um, uh, that's why I was surprised when I asked you about Cage and you said you didn't really know about him. Um, the only reason I asked was because <laughs> he kind of looks like you. Uh, but it, it, he's also an underground rapper. But I, the problem with him is that I, d I just don't think that he promotes himself like at all. So I don't think he's made many waves. But Eminem had a feud with him. And um, with who? Or with Cage? Oh, with Cage. Uh, yeah, yeah, he had a, a beef. But Cage kind of looks like you. You think so? Like, uh, have you have you seen what he looks like? I have actually. Oh, okay. Well, maybe I know not. who he is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. He, well, I mean, kind kind of. I guess I'm not sure. Well, I mean, I'm thinking of the photo of you with your uh, aviators and your oh, um, I see your hair. Uh, your sort of bangs and everything. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I could kind of see yeah. that. I could see the sort of resemblance now, sort of, yeah, a little bit. Um, but anyway, um, it's it's cool that you spoke to Necro. But geez, Necro's music is—he's crazy. Some of it is. <laughs> um, a crazy love, dude. Uh, do you like Marilyn Manson? I do. Did you like him? No, I do. I've always liked Marilyn Manson. Despite his relationship with uh, Johnny Depp, who, you know, I never really, you know, I'd like him as an actor, but I always, um, he, he always gave me douchebag vibes. You know, that's crazy because that's exactly what I was going to say. Like, I was like, fuck, man, I love Manson, but what is up with this dude? Like, like hanging out. Clinging on to him. Yeah. 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 I mean, <laughs> I think, but but Manson's latest work to me, it just doesn't. You didn't like it. Well, it's not. I guess yeah, it is. I don't like. I don't like it. I mean, there's just been the past few albums to me just haven't spoken to me. I don't know if it's because I remember growing up. Now I'm showing my age. I mean, I don't know how old you are, but um, uh, I remember growing up and buying the CD and reading the booklet and putting it in your um. CD player and which one around. Antichrist Superstar yeah and I think like Smells Like Children 
Um, Anacrash Superstar, Mechanical Animals, Eat Me, Drink Me. Uh, people said that album was emo, but like, I listened, I don't mind it. I, I think it's great. Um, His latest album was a We Are Chaos, I believe it was called. Yeah. How did you feel about it? Mm, there, there was a few songs on there. Not, not many though, but I, I think it was somewhat, in the, it was okay. With the state of music, like, we will, I yeah. I just don't think people have, they don't value a new release because they, I don't, no one's buying music. Yeah, no one is. And uh, it's kind of sad, but how do you um, feel about your show? Like, um, how do you, how did you market it to the point where you built an audience? Um, is, did they just come? Yeah, well, you have to, you have to be doing it for a while. You know, and I've been doing it since 2016. Oh my, okay. So, you know, it's been a while. But, I mean, still, okay, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 20. But still, man, that's, like, pretty recent to have the numbers you have. You well, know? It's, it's just, you know, it, it takes time to develop an audience. And, you know, you just got to find um, an audience that will like you. You know, it's not easy, especially when you're not really marketing yourself or going on a bunch of shows to promote yourself or anything like that. You know, I've actually don't really do a lot of shows. I always turn down uh, interviews to be honest, not because I'm not because I don't want to, you know, like promote myself or anything. It's just, I like, I like being exclusive and that sort of jazz, but I've realized what a detriment that's been to me, to the program. Um, I should be doing I should be, um, you know, appearing on more shows is what I'm trying to say to advertise this show. And that's something I don't really do. But whose shows would you go on? Oh, just other like podcasts and stuff, you know, and um, Uh, it'd be nice if I could go ahead. How did you feel, uh, Michael, about um, the gab costs with paid? Because it seems you had some strong opinions on Bell Gab about Pate's appearance, you were like ten people listened to. That. Oh, Pate! Yeah, for those that don't know, this is just some random internet personality um, that you'll find anywhere, really. Um, well, the thing is, I didn't really listen to it not because not because he was on it, but because I didn't really have any time to listen to it. So I just sort of um, said some some things that may or may not be accurate, but it was enough that now he follows me around everywhere and has gone on to, um, you know, do a couple web searches and try to be angry that other people like the show and, you know, post it on websites. You know, he, he obviously took great offense to what I told him, even though what I told him was something in passing that I didn't really put much thought into, but he took it that way. He got very um, angry and bitter about it. So now he just follows me around. Um, again, it's uh, I'm not I don't I'm not mad at the guy. I don't even know him. But yeah, he calls you Daniel. Yeah, see what I mean? He's <laughs> he's ha ha ha. So funny, Pete. <laughs> well, I mean, this is just another example of of people being angry with you um, for just for anything really, but. Um, I guess he didn't like me saying that his appearance was boring, even though I didn't even listen. So I don't even know if it was boring or not. I I just randomly said that to him. (laughs) Well, he was drunk and he was stepping all over MV and was pretty terrible. It was was an abortion, really. 
Well, I wouldn't even know. I'm just throwing that out there, bud. That's that's I funny. Remember, I remember when you told MV to his face that his interview with Dave Schrader was a snore fest. Oh, well, that is true, though. That was boring. I know, dude. Some of the stuff MV did when he interviewed people, I was like, oh, my God. And I like and I like MV, by the way. He's, he's a great guy as well. But, you know, he interviewed this man named Dave Schrader who... Uh, came on oh. to replace another host on a, on a radio show, and Dave Schrader also has his own show. A, I think it was like a crime, sort a true crime show. <laughs> and also, he was the host on Coast to Coast AM. So you know, he his name has a little bit of clout, just a little bit. But you know, now so he's he, trying to grab any paycheck he could get. <laughs> basically, but then again, you would be trying to get any paycheck when you have about twelve kids. Yeah, that's another yeah. thing about our friend Dave Schrader, and you know. He he's so bland and boring, but I mean, he's he's doing he's doing he's doing well for himself. I mean, you know, he he has a bunch of mouths to feed. You know, I feel for the guy. I feel sorry for the guy, really, to be honest. Well, maybe you shouldn't have had all those kids then. Well, that's true. That's why I'm a firm believer in abortion because I do not want kids. (laughs) (laughs) It's a big responsibility to, and, and, you know, you have to look out for kids, especially if you are with a woman who has multiple kids, you know, now you're like the father figure down to these kids as well. And, you know, he has a, now he has a huge family. It's like the Brady Bunch out there at the Schrader household. And isn't he a Mormon or something? I don't even know if the guy's a Mormon. I just know that he he also took great offense to things that yes. I told him as well. Yes. yes, yes, he was so fucking butthurt, bro. He, he got real like, mad at me. He even got me yeah. blocked. Jeez, what a fucking pussy. Well, yeah, but it's just, again, I guess my words just cut deep into these uh, people's minds and, yeah, and I love, hearts. I love the controversy you bring in, like, when you talk shit and everything. Like, when, when you had Rubinio talking about me, I was fucking laughing so hard. I was pacing around the um, living room, and I was fucking <laughs> had that shit up on the on the on the speakers, and I was laughing, like, so hard. He got I mad at me, by the way, for that show. <laughs> He he, you, he was pissed. Back. <laughs> he was really angry at me. Why? He's like, you made me look stupid. You did this. You did that. I'm like, oh, I'm like, what did I do? That's what, and that's what I told him. I said, I didn't. I'm not the one who said these things. You did. You literally sat there and just like, he, you literally just sat there and like gave him the platform. Yeah. I guess he didn't want me to save him from himself. And you didn't say anything about me, actually. Well, no. You were like, um, uh, you were like, I'm not touching that sort of attitude. Well, it's not my business, you know. It's not really my thing. I thought it was fucking hilarious, though. Like, um, he's doing a thing called the Rubini Gabcast now. Oh boy, he's done. He's done his third episode that he released yesterday. Yikes! And like I said, it's fucking hilarious because the whole show he's talking with some guy that's angry at Ruby, at, at Richard Groiper, my bad, because this guy's got a black wife and Richard says the N word on his show. And now Rubini and Rubini's internet girlfriend and this other guy and his black wife all sit around talking about how offensive it is to say the N word when the guy's black wife, is being talked over and stepped over and no one's listening to her and all the white people are being offended at the N-word. 
So that's what's going on in that world. <laughs> and and, oh and, and she um yes. she's like, I don't give a damn who likes <laughs> or doesn't like black people. And all these yeah. white people are busy trying to go out of their way to like say how woke they are. And I was like, this is so fucking embarrassing. So it's an like, SJW show now. But 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 here's the thing though, Michael, is um I've been getting into the Richard Groper thing. Um and this guy that went on Rubini's Rubini Gabcast, how original, um, he 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 shows up in Richard's live all the time and talks about how he's going to beat the shit out of Richard, oh. and that he has a, and that he has a black wife. And me and I went on Richard's panel the other night because I was up late and I was like, "Who gives a shit if your wife's black? Like nobody gives a shit, dude. Like why does he keep making it a thing? I I, I don't." Who gives a shit? Like that's the no that, one cares. That attitude you know? right there that you have about you know no one caring. That's you know that's that's the majority of America right now. You know we don't in terms of you know the lesbian gay thing. You know it's like we don't we don't really give a shit if you're gay or lesbian. We're kind of over that already. It's it's two thousand. It's it's twenty twenty two for God's sake. Almost twenty twenty three. And, you know, some people make that a part of their whole makeup, you know, it's a part of their personality and who they are. And it's, it's kind of, um, it's kind of gross if that's, that's your whole, that's your whole, like, that's your whole entire gimmick and identity is, uh, oh, I'm gay or I'm lesbian. And that's what a lot yeah. of these people are doing right now. Like that is their main focus and their main drive. Well, what I don't understand is that they all sat around on this Rubini Gabcast and they talked about how horrible it is to um, to say the N-word and it's so wrong and people should be able to have um, interracial relationships. But then you go over to Rubini's website and he's calling everybody the N-word that he comes, that he comes into contact. Yeah, he's done that. But anybody he comes into contact with, he calls them a child rapist or a pedophile that's yes not, that's you know it's not, it's not funny and 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 how can that be fun and doxing people posting people's actual addresses and stuff and their legal names and calling them child rapists how's that fun but the n-word oh no that's too far not that i'm a particularly fond of the n-word myself <laughs> i think that it's shitty to call someone that um but i mean i don't make it my fucking life mission to go around telling people what they can and can't think or say, you know, it's not my business. R Richard can say it if he wants to. It's none of my business. I I'm not going to police what other people say. They don't need to check in with me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree. I hear you. And I just think people need to live and let live in a way. That's all. I don't know. There's respect. If you're going to talk shit about somebody, you've got to, realize that they ha are, are going to be able to talk shit about you but calling people child rapists that's too far yeah uh, plus that you can't really be so. saying that legally by the way oh well it's all over his website and um i don't know, I don't know. It's, uh... he plays with fire that's for sure that's why he is uh black bald in the industry <laughs> is he he sure is Oh my God, that's he, great. Know, he knows that. <laughs> he knows that well. well. Yeah, he's burned all his bridges. That's for sure. He's probably got money stashed away, being the little let's hope so wearing strange man he is. 
Let's hope so. Let's hope he continues living well in his hotel. Yeah, smoking is meth. Smoking meth out there. But yes, um, Azari, I do want to thank you for you know being a part of the program and giving us uh, your time here. I don't want to take up too much of your time. It's been a it's been a while here. We did pretty well. I enjoyed this conversation. I hope you did too. And you know we'll we'll do this again, Azari. Thank you, Michael. I enjoyed my time with you immensely. Some reliving some old memories. Yeah, it was fun. And, uh, thank you for having me on, Michael. Yeah, no problem, man. Go ahead and uh, plug your show if you'd like. Okay, I'm on Patreon. Uh, I do a podcast. I do a couple shows a month, and I do a comic strip on there, and I do a newsletter, and I've got a forum called azzgab.co.ca. That's my forum. It's a Bell Gab spinoff board. Uh, I've got a podcast called Azure's World on Patreon exclusively. So that's patreon.com forward slash A-Z-Z-E-R-A-E. And uh, that's where you can get all my content. Thank you. And there he goes, boys and girls. That was Azure. Too rare to live. Too rare to die. In my opinion. Podcaster and artist. And to be honest, I thought that went well. I appreciate that he came on the show. I'm sure he didn't know what to expect and probably felt a little uneasy. I'm not trying to cause him or anybody harm, by the way. I will take responsibility for my words. I'll be more cognitive about what I say to people online. I give Azure credit for appearing here on the program. It's not always easy to do so. Much respect to him and all of you out there listening to my words now. Remember that you are never alone. We're always out here. I hope you at home enjoyed this one. We were here for a good time and not a long time. Please keep in mind if you want more content, sign up at patreon.com forward slash Michael Deacon. Or if you want to support the program by donation, please go to michaeldeacon.com and on your right hand side, you'll be able to jump on Patreon that way or go to paypal.me slash Michael Deacon. Help us keep the lights on, folks. This program is user-supported, and we need your help to keep this operation going. Without you, this show is dead in the water. I don't like to admit that, but without you, this is all over. If you truly enjoy the show, help us keep things afloat. Now, as I wish you all the best out there on this island Earth, keep your heads above water. There's no telling where we are headed as we go deeper and deeper into the abyss, boys and girls. And with that said, the world is a mysterious place, and life itself is a mystery. Until next time, good night, everybody.